BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, what is going on? This is Jeff Harbin, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with back-to-back episodes of the Steelers preview. Yes, the three of us were here last night talking about the NFL schedule release. We went over in great depth the Pittsburgh Steelers 2019 slate of games. If you want to listen to that, check out that show. That was on YouTube as well as on all of our audio platforms. But here we are again, Thursday night, regular time, regular place, live on YouTube. That's Brian Davis, Dave Schofield. Brian, how are you this evening? You know, I see YouTube people more than I see my own kids, and you aren't as pretty as them. I'm just going to say that right now. Well, I know your kids. That's not necessarily a bad thing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Dave, what about you? How are you doing? I am bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. That's a shout-out to Lance Williams, the cliche killer. That was the right way to say it. The cliche killer? Yes. He is. He does two things very well. He kills cliches and he butchers names. Uh, he, he called Martavis Bryant Martavius Bryant for his entire tenure in Pittsburgh, even though I've corrected him every single time time anyways look let's get right off to the bat those that have been following the show have been should know i say should use that term loosely that we are giving away two tickets to the upcoming steelers draft party saturday the 27th that is the final day of the nfl draft there's rounds four through seven will actually be announced at the party we are giving them away for free and if you're just now hearing this here's what you have to do you have to backtrack all the way back uh, to last night's show, the Steelers preview with the schedule. You have to go back to the standard is the standard on Sunday, and then you have to go back to last week's Steelers preview to get all of the previous questions because you have to do two things. Right. Number one, you have to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Number two, you have to get all of the questions correct, and you're going to email Mr. Schofield here the answers. So you can go, you can send them all in one email. Someone actually sent me an email asking me that, and I said, that's fine. So here's the email address before we get you the fourth and final question. His email is Steeler, S-T-L-R, again, S-T-L-R, superfandad at gmail.com. Again, that's S-T-L-R, superfandad at gmail.com. That's all one word. There's no underscores. There's nothing else, no periods. Steeler, superfandad. This is the fourth and final question. We will pick the winner for the contest this Saturday at midnight. He will pick the winner. I'm not picking the winner. Dave is picking the winner. And Dave is also going to provide us the question. So, Dave, the fourth and final question, I know it's going to be a doozy. Why don't you go ahead, take over, and let the listeners know what the final trivia question is. All right, listeners, it's all been leading to this. I do want to remind you that when you send in the email, you will get a reply. If you do not get the reply, there was something wrong with the email. It didn't send properly. If you have to, go on the website, look me up. My email should be there under my profile to make sure you got it right. It'll be in in the description of 
all of these podcasts. So if you don't get a reply, then it hasn't come through. So here's the final question. It kind of goes piggybacks a little bit with the question we had last night. Since 2000, when Kevin Colbert took over as the GM of the Steelers, they have made 152 draft picks. Out of all of those picks, how many of those players have not or did not play a single regular season game for the Steelers? How many players have zero games for the Steelers drafted in the Ken Colbert era? That includes players that only played on the practice squad. That includes players that were even drafted recently and just haven't actually registered as a game. This includes players that were cut and were never with the team, players that could have been traded or signed somewhere else and played a bunch, but never played for the Steelers. Whoever gets the exact number right will be entered into the drawing. If no one gets it exactly right, we will go with the closest answer. Price is right rules. Closest without going over. Ah, just who's closest. <laughs> All right, so there you have it, folks. That's your fourth and final question. That's a tough one. That's a doozy. That is a doozy. I think if you go back, I mean, those are some some questions were easier than others. I thought the first one was rather simple. Uh, going back to the West Virginia University, go back and listen to that if you have to. But still, check that out. We're giving away two tickets for free, folks. If you can make it, awesome. Hope you get all the questions right. And all I, I just hope that whoever does end up going, take some photos, send them to myself or Dave. I'd love to put them out on social media. It's like, hey, here are the people that we we sent to the Steelers draft party. It'd be pretty cool as, as you represent behind the steelcurtain.com and all of our podcasts, which we take a lot of pride in. So if you didn't know, because I did say you have to subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're listening on audio form, go to YouTube, search BTSC Steelers Radio, and you can find us there. So, all right, let's get to some news. There's really not a lot of news. The Steelers started their phase one of their off-season workout program. What this means is that the players, conditioning coaches, that's really it. There's no other coaches that are permitted to be there during phase one. Uh, they are allowed to have footballs and throw the ball around, but there's no pads, no hitting, nothing like that. But there were some media availability, especially for the Steelers' official website, and the Steelers talked to one Benjamin Roethlisberger. And he said all the right things, but Brian Brian Davis, I know that you you've read the comments and you probably read the article that I wrote for the website. Ben said all the right stuff, but do you think he was also saying a little bit more than just what's on the surface? Oh yeah, you know, to me that was a big screw you to a couple people. And it uh the reason I think that is just he's going back to 10 years ago with the band of brothers, which I always liked when he did that, but he, it means a whole lot more to him right now. Just saying, Hey, look, we are not selfish players. We are here. We are not the selfish player that you think that we all are. You can group us in with two malcontents. Don't do it because we are here for each other. We want to be here. We're celebrating each other and we're going to do it without them. And we're going to do it right. And we're going to go a lot farther than you think. We don't need them. We're here for you and we're here for us. Yeah. And nothing more. No, that that's about, I mean, I thought that it was some strong words and it wasn't, it was kind of like what Mike Tomlin says. He says everything while saying nothing. And I, I felt that was true. Dave, do you agree with that or you disagree? No, I agree with that. He, uh, I like the whole way of he says everything while saying nothing. That's, that's a great way to put it. 
But every little thing that Ben says right now is going to be scrutinized. Is, is he taking a shot at, regardless of what he's saying? That's why it was so wise that he didn't speak for so long. It didn't say anything about all of this because no matter what he said, it was going to be taken the worst possible way. I'm happy with what he did. I'm happy with the whole idea of this is us. Forget anybody else who's on the outside, except for those guys that will be coming along in a week now, which we can't wait for. Um, they'll be brought in and and welcomed, um, which is really exciting. But th th this is great. Just keep it, keep everything in house. Br unite as a team. That's when you're going to get your best football. People do not understand how much team means to this game. It's so important. You could have the, all the talent in the world. People keep talking about the Steelers squandering their talent. It doesn't matter if you have talent, if you don't have team. This is a team game. You got to have the team. Let's build that team right now. And I'm not sure, guys, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't feel like Roethlisberger's been at phase one of off-season workouts very much in the past few seasons. I don't remember him being there. They had a very large veteran contingent at this workout. We're talking Pouncey was there a lot. I think it was the whole offensive line, Villanueva. Um, they were they were there, and they were making a strong statement by being there, I think. And here's my last question before we move on to both of you. Brian, we'll start with you. If you were giving Ben Roethlisberger advice, do you ever see a time where you say, you know what? Let's sit down with someone of your choice. Maybe it's Sal Palantonio. Maybe it's Chris Berman. And you can share your side of the story. Do you ever have him do that? Or do you just say, no, stay quiet. There's no use. Let's move on. No, because it's going to be, uh, it, it's been done. Bell did it. Brown did it. He doesn't need to do it because he's a different guy. He doesn't have to have that one-on-one. -on -one. He just has to lead. And he started leading again. He's always been a leader, but he's been doing stuff without saying it to be a leader um, right off the bat. When Dante Moncrief gets signed, what does he do? He calls him up, says, we're going to, we can get together in the off season, welcomes him board. You're going to be needed here. And that is something that's huge. It doesn't have to go through a puff piece that uh, everybody could just rip apart. All he has to do is <coughs> be the team leader that he is and just get everybody together and say, you know what? We've been pointed at, we've been had our leadership questioned. We have, Everyone thinks we're going to go six and ten, and we're going to be dead without those guys. We're banded together, and we're showing them, and that's all he has to do, Jeff. What about you? What about you, Dave? I completely agree. We do not want to deal with one of those interviews because they never go right. They never go well. And no matter what you say, you could just go out and say puppies are cute and half the people are going to be furious about what you say because it doesn't matter. I seem to remember a couple years ago, um, about three years ago in an interview, some people were upset with Coach Tom when, when someone brought up the notion of the Patriots in the playoffs. Hey, we're only dealing about this week for week. People are like, oh, well, you know that's out there. Then the next season, he's in an interview. They mentioned the Patriots and he's talking about you know, a course with them coming up later on, which they never got to. And people roasted him for that. You're not happy if he does say it. You're not happy if he doesn't say it. So it doesn't matter. Those those sit-down things, 
they don't, they, they, they never come out. You never come out on top. There's never a winner. There's never a loser because everything's always just going to be over critiqued and half the people are going to like it and half aren't. So it's really not worth the time. I agree. hundred percent. So let's go ahead and switch gears. There really wasn't a lot of news this week. Everything was about the schedule. We talked about that at length. Again, you can go back and check out an entire podcast that we did in lieu of the burning question. My, my normal show about, we predicted, uh, you all predicted 11 and five, I believe. And I predicted 12 and four. If you want to hear the details on, did you not pick 11 and five? No, Dave? You picked 13 and three. You didn't even yeah. add them up right on your own. Uh, article. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, 13 and three. I like it. And you know, who, you know, who agrees with me is actually skip Bayless. So that you know that's going to come to fruition now. Oh, so. yes, because the all-knowing Skip Bayless <laughs> has said it. Yes. So if you want to hear that, go ahead and listen to that uh, on your own time. But let's go into the Stat Geek segment this week. I don't know what we're going to get, Brian. Dave has been in his lab cooking up something. And we're just talking about the NFL draft, so I'm assuming there's still draft questions. So go you ahead, Dave. What? Wait, wait, real quick. Just like the schedule leak yesterday, one of Dave's question leaked, and I'm going to spoil it right here. It's a draft question. How much weed did Martavius Bryant smoke on draft day? And so I, it's already been leaked. I looked it up, so I'm going to exclude myself. So, Jeff, you can guess. Wait, what, wow. who was who was the guy? Was it Laramie Tunsil? What was his Tunsil, name again? Yes, Laramie Tunsil. <laughs> the mask. Yeah. Gosh, you you must have done somebody so wrong for them to hold on to that photo and then release it the day of the NFL draft. Well, it was a Come video. It was a well, video. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. But still, that wasn't current. That was like from like a two hours ago. before the draft. Yeah, it was released like two hours before the draft. Or yeah. Randy or Randy Gregory, who you're going to the NFL Combine and they're going to test you and you fail your drug test. Come on, I, I don't get it. So, anyways. That was a good lead question, by the way. But Dave, I'm sure you have some more drug-induced questions. Why don't you go um, ahead and fire those away? I got some some questions. I'll be honest with you. I was really laboring on the questions for the contest. So uh, these, we'll see how we do. Um, you're you're going to get a repeat category again. Um, we've got, let's see, Brian. One last week, so Jeff gets to start this week. Of your of your three your three categories are roundabout hodgepodge or last week's favorite can you take me higher oh geez let's go with hodgepodge <laughs> okay would you I'm like over, i'm over my creed phase I'm okay. <laughs> would you like i'm going back there <laughs> would you like a or b i'll take the a you'll take the a hodgepodge is because just in order to find enough questions these were just two random questions that i couldn't come up with a category for so uh i don't know if this one's more difficult or not but here's the a okay when it comes to steelers draft what is the furthest back you can go in other words the most distance back you can go of a steelers draft that has more than one player still on the roster that was drafted in that year so what year would it be going backwards where you have multiple players still on the team? I'm sure Brian knows this, uh, but so I, let me, let me clarify it. So, so I'm trying to go chronologically in terms of year, in terms of NFL draft, how far back can I go where I can think of multiple players that are still on the Steelers roster? Exactly. Okay. I'm still confused. In other words, uh, like for example, 
in the 2018 draft, there are multiple players that the Steelers drafted that are still on the team. Well, How far yeah. back can you go where there's more than one player so, so Brian, still on the team? An example, for example, would be, oh, hold on, I got an example. If, if Max Berger in 2004, if Max is the Starks only was still on the team, one. yeah. If Max Starks was still on the team, you could say 04 is as far back as I go. Yes, but he's not. So, so what do we got there, Jeff? Um, give him some Jeopardy music so we don't have a big pause um, I, on the I, I'll go 2014 do you still count Shazier as on the team whether or not you count Shazier does matter, not change the answer then that's my answer I don't know Brian 2014 ever... yeah that's not you are correct really you are correct. Oh my gosh. 2014. Because whether or not Shazier was still counted, which I would count him, yeah. um, there's, there's still two more. Stephon Stewart to it. Yep. and Daniel Shade Tree McCullers. Seventh round, right? Uh, was he sixth or seventh? I'd have sixth, to go back. He was to late. He was late. Six. Yeah. Was because this this answer changed recently because it would have been 2010, but we made a trade to Oakland. Then it would have been 2000, was 2011. It 11? But we also Gilbert. traded, we just traded Gilbert. So therefore that bumps it all the way to 2014. Wow. So, you had, so Total prior loss. to 2014, Total uh, that was a, that was a great guess, Jeff, you deductive reason. So here we go. Uh, Brian, you get question B, um, which probably is the more difficult question. Yes. You're, you're, you're welcome. Okay. Last season, Terrell Edmonds played in every game. Appeared in every game. So he's appeared in every game as a Steeler since he's been drafted. Who's the only other player on the roster that has appeared in every game since they were drafted, other than Terrell Edmonds? And here's your hint, Brian. It's not from last year's draft. <laughs> you know what? I mean... I, I'm just going to throw out a guess, and this is probably wrong. He's probably been hurt in one of those games, but uh, David DeCastro. He was hurt as a rookie. David DeCastro missed a bunch of rookie year, and he missed, he missed two games last year because B.J. Yeah, Finney started for him. Oh, I've been that. drinking. I don't so, <laughs> um, so, hey, Jeff, do you have, so, you, do you have um, a steal? Mm. Jeff for a steal. I'm trying to think here. Since they were, they've appeared in every game. This was a good question, wasn't uh, it? This was a good question. I'm trying to run through all the players on the roster and who hasn't been hurt. It wasn't from last year's draft. You said it was that. not because no, Edmonds was the only one from last year's draft that appeared in every game. Right. See, even T.J. Watt missed the game last year. That would have been my guess was TJ Watts. I know that's wrong. So what's the answer? The answer would be one Artie Burns. Uh, you're counting special teams. He's 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 played in every game. He has played in every game. Really? He is credited for being in the game. He has had at least one snap on any form in the uh, game. He's the only other player. Because no, because that's uh, what they go by with. Trick. That's what they go by. That's not yeah, a trick question. No, when, when they go by <laughs> NFL stats, okay, when they go by NFL stats, whether or not it 
you're credited with a game played. That's a big deal whenever it comes to contract issues and retirement and all kinds of things like that, whether or not you're credited with being played in a game or not. Artie Burns is the only other player on the Steelers that has played in every game since he was drafted. How many so. scoops of Gatorade powder do they put in every oh, That wasn't that bad, bad, was it? <laughs> yes, it was. Oh, come, on, come on. He hasn't been hurt. Uh, come, give, give me your category there, Brian. You want roundabout or can you take me higher? I don't want Merrill Hodgepodge anymore. That one sucked. Uh, <laughs> let's get, I, I went higher. You want, can you take me higher? Do you want A or B? Give me A. If B okay. is the tougher one, I want A. Well, this is just like last week. I'm going to give you three players at the same position. Tell me which one was drafted higher. Oh, okay. easy. Uh, in 2000, this is offensive linemen, specifically offensive tackles. 2004, Max Starks. 2011, Marcus Gilbert. Or 2012, Mike Adams. Oh, okay, no. they were... Um, they're well, all second, all second round. Yeah, that I mean, would, there's those are second. Well, Starks was uh, Starks wasn't a second rounder. Coakley was the second rounder. Um, so it would we're gonna eliminate Starks right away. Well, that means um, if you get wrong, was, you basically we, leave it to Jeff. <laughs> we've we've got what's that? I said if you get it wrong, you've basically given it to Jeff. Then, yeah. So, so yeah. Oh, no, I'm I'm gonna get this. So who's the okay. other guy? Mike Adams and who it else? Was, it was Mike Adams in 2012 or Marcus Gilbert in 2011. Okay, well, it's it's without a doubt because of where they drafted. It's Mike Adams. That would be correct. Very good. Mike Adams was taken with the 56 pick, which was the second round. Gilbert was the 63rd, so it was significantly yeah, were, different. Yep, they were and Super, Bowl runner, Super Bowl runners up. That's exactly, why. exactly. That's what you needed to know in order to do it, and that Starks was in the third round. Because a lot of times people forget that Starks was the third round. Um, so here we go. Jeff, question B, you are going with wide receivers. Which one was drafted higher, 2002, Antoine Randall L.? Uh, 2008 to Lima Swede or 2013 Marcus Wheaton? Lima Swede. You just pulled that out of nowhere, did you? That is correct. That was a second round pick, I remember. Uh, uh, so was Randall L. Really? Yes. I did not know that. Then that was yep. a lucky guess. I knew yep. that Swede was the second rounder. Yep. And, and when Wheaton was the third rounder. Brian, so, you're on mute, man. You're on mute, Brian. God no, bless I mean, America. What? I was just, I was exercising. I wasn't saying anything. I was exercising my gums. Okay, so here's 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 roundabout. Uh, Jeff, A or B? Uh, A. Okay, since 2000, both of these are going to be for since since 2000. What is the only round round one, two, three, four, five, six, seven that the Steelers did not draft a wide receiver? Wait, what? So is it out, of seven, out of the seven rounds since mm -hmm. Kevin Colbert, what's yeah. the only round they did not draft a wide receiver? Since 2000. Mm -hmm. Seven. Brian's, I can see Brian already process of elimination. I gave my answer, the seventh. You say seventh. Uh, Brian for the steal. You are muted. Oh, jeez. This is amateur. Oh, hour. give me a break. It's 949 <laughs> at night, and I'm going with the fourth round. You're going with the fourth round? It would be the 
fifth round. Ah. It would be the fifth round because I had, let's see, I had it written. I had it down here um, exactly who it was in the fourth round. I'm trying to remember, but uh, there was a, there was a fourth round pick that was. Ah, yeah. I can tell you who it was. Um, um, Big um, guy um, Gibson, Fred Gibson um, from 2005. Or try Martavis Bryant. Okay, yeah, Mark Davis, but Fred Gibson was also a fourth round. Fred Gibson, was uh, a, he was from Georgia, tall guy. Yep, yep. Four, he was a fourth so, rounder as well. All right, so Brian, you put Brian, our no one together, Brian. No. It's just like we all we get it. Like you put our Tez together. Yeah. Dealer, well, hey, yeah. Brian, here you go. Very similar question. What's the only round since two thousand where the Steelers did not draft a running back? Since 2000. So you okay, start well, thinking of... Well, I know there was a seventh rounder because it's Baron Batch. Of course, there was a first rounder. Of course, there was a third rounder. Um, James Conner. Second rounder. Gosh, I mean, they, I'm sure there was a second rounder in there. Um, wow, that's... I mean, Jalen Samuels counts, and he was a fifth rounder. Um... Uh, you know, I'm going to go six. Jeff for the steal. I think it's second. I think he said, I'm sure there's a second. In there. I don't think there was. I'm going to say Come second. Come on, Le'Veon Bell was in the second. Um, it was the fourth round. Well, we don't it say that guy's, we don't say that guy's name anymore. Yeah. Um, and in the sixth round, that was the tough one. It was, um, it was uh, Jonathan Dwyer was in the sixth round. That so, so that was a tough one. That, that, was, a, that was a good one. Brian from Jonathan Dwyer from Georgia Tech. Very good. So, all right. Very good. Let's let's uh, let's let's give Jeff a chance here to start off with the bonus question for the three points. Uh, here's your two categories. Do you want kicking it old school or kicking it old school? <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> Just ask me a freaking question. No, you got to pick which one. It's the same thing. No, do you want kicking it old school or kicking it? Old school. Uh, we don't have game show game show <laughs> talent scouts on this, Dave. The first one, whatever the hell you said. Okay, here you go. I love this one for you. Okay, here and uh, this is since the merger. Jeffrey, <laughs> you're close, but no. <laughs> Let me get the question: Who was the highest drafted punter in Steelers history? I'm thinking Daniel Sepulveda, but I'm sure that's wrong. But that's my answer. That is a great guess. He was the second highest. Brian, do we have the steal? Um, yeah, let's go. Uh, let's go, Craig Colquitt. That would be two more points for Brian with the steal. That was Craig, Craig Colquitt was actually in the third round. What year was that? Was, that was 1978, the year of oh my, my birth. Gosh, but that was I was negative five. So what do you? So okay. Is? So was he but, out of Tennessee? Oh, I had that, and I don't remember. Right. <laughs> I know his. <laughs> This was my question were. from three weeks ago that you guys kept skipping. So here you go, Brian. This is for the win. For the win. This is the kicking it old school. Who was the oldest first round pick at the time they were drafted in the Kevin Colbert era by the Steelers? Of all the Steelers' first round picks, who was the oldest at the time they were drafted? Good gravy. Um... It's a good question. 
because you know how much the Steelers like underclassmen. Yeah, yeah. I um, think this has been tipped before in another question. No, 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 because there's there's still multiple people that you, it could be. So this is kicking. So it has nothing to this do with is the kicker. Old school, yes. How no. old was oh, the person with okay. the oldest? You know what? I I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw one out there. Kendall Simmons. Jeff, can we get a steal? I'm gonna guess Bud Dupree because I know he was a senior. Okay, that I understand why you guys went with who you went with. Those were both seniors, but there was one senior who actually had a had a medical red shirt. Probably one Jarvis year. Burns. Jarvis and Burns. so therefore they were already 24 years old when they were drafted. And that would be one big snack, Casey Hampton. Oh. He was the mm. oldest first rounder they've taken in a long time. He was so 24. He was 24 when he was drafted. So that's, I mean, that's kind of important. So guess what? This is the last time we'll do this. I know next week we'll be doing draft stuff. And this is the last time of the draft questions. We might change up the format in the future, but you guys are both geeks of the week. Yeah. We have a tie. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Next week, we're not doing stat geek. Dave. No, we're Take not. A break. Take a break. Okay. Cause next week I'll say, I'll say it. Now. <laughs> I'll say it now that um, next week we're going to be talking about who the Steelers picked and that's going to be, that's going to drive home everything. So it'll be a different show. It'll be a lot more like last night's show with the Steelers schedule release where we're just talking about the news that happened and what we think about it and stuff like that. So let's get right into our NFL draft talk. And that was the um, the headline, I guess you would say, of the article or the show on YouTube is predicting the Steelers' first-round draft pick. And there's a lot that goes into this. Now, Dave Schofield, being the genius that he is, thought that it would be cool for us to develop a five-player big board. And we can talk about our five-player big boards see who would be worth trading up for as well as who maybe is not probably going to be there that they might not trade up for. We'll see if our big boards are the same, if they're different, or maybe if they're incomplete. I don't know. So Brian, you can go ahead and go first with your dad. Well, Dave, you're the, you're the boy genius with this idea. Um, How do you want to do this? You want to just do like everyone say they're first. You want us to do all five. Let's uh, just everyone give it out there first that, hey, if, if this guy was there, this is what the Steelers sh- should do. Not only if he's there, this is someone that's so on the top of your board that you'd even be willing to trade up for. So we can go. Well, first, we'll go see because that's important. Who's everyone's number one? The one person that if you can get him is going to be the top of your board. All right. They, uh, Brian, go ahead. Well, I mean, I think this one's a no brainer. Um, Devin White. Junior LSU. Mm-hmm. Jeff? Ditto. And that is also the same for me. He is the one who I, if they're trading up, the higher they trade, it's going to be for him, in my I, opinion. I'd almost sell the farm. Yes. But that's just so. Me. 
So I, that's pretty much our consensus number one on the okay. board. And I, I bet you anything, we we probably pretty much agree on number two as well. What do you got, Brian? No, we don't. Nope. You guys oh, are Oh, really? boy. I'm going to shock a lot of people here. Florida State, Brian Burns, outside linebacker. Really? He's on my board, but he's not on my board. He's on my board, too. Yeah, I, I, I think that uh, this is fairly new for me, but I'm thinking that this guy is the perfect 3-4 linebacker for them, um, and he's head and shoulders above the last few OLBs, including TJ. Um, I think this guy could be a uh, a ready-made All-Pro, and gotcha. I mean, not that you really desire that position. With I mean, I I'm sure I'd we'll love to see what a minute. <laughs> What's that? We can talk about that position in a minute. Yeah, I, I so. mean, I'd love to see what what the uh, comment section is saying right yeah. now. But I just uh, I really think that he could be a transcend transcendent player so i'm going with burns mm -hmm. jeff okay. what do you have for number um, two i stepped with the other devin and said devin bush I, I i did get the chance to study him a little bit more i just think that the steelers need is there and i would still be willing to trade up for him not as high as white um i would trade into the top 10 whereas i i would trade into the top five for for white but bush he's at he's he's just so athletic and he's a three down guy and I think that he would fit the scheme very well. So that's who I have on my second uh, on my big board. As do I. And that's also because this is my cutoff point of the board of where I'm really willing to actually trade up unless there's a massive run on all the players on my board. Because, of course, we have people that aren't on our on our board. Like, for example, I, 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 knocked, I knocked off people like like Bosa. He's not going to be there 20. Well, right. yeah, yeah, no, I mean, get that, like yeah. that. I'm not putting down quarterbacks and stuff like that. That's why it's our big board. So two of us have White and uh, and and uh, Brian went with Burns. So now is probably where we'll really start to differ. Yeah, so, so, for, so, so for the third, what do you got there, Brian? This is where I go bush. Okay. <laughs> I, I love me. I love me bush. And I really think that this guy is, uh, I mean, you could go deep with this guy. I'm sorry. I'm really in the <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. All right, all right, all right. That's okay. Professionalism. Let's try that. Um, I'm gonna go a little bit different, and I'm gonna bring in the cornerback position, and I'm gonna say Byron Murphy, cornerback from Washington. A lot of people will think Greedy Williams. A lot of people are gonna say maybe Baker from Georgia. I like Byron Murphy. I think that he's a guy that is able to step in and play right away. He can play multiple positions, multiple styles. He has good ball skills, can tackle. I think he's probably the most well-rounded cornerback. He might not be the most physically gifted, but this, we're going to talk about this a little bit later with our either or, but um, I, I like him. So I have him third on my board, believe it or not. Dave, what about you? Here's where I go off from what people might think, and I'm kind of going along the same lines with Brian. I'm going to tell you right now, this is my super bold prediction. Steeler fans, order your jerseys. This is who I think the Steelers take if they stay where they are. I think he could fall to them, although some people think he might not. I'm going with one Clellan Farrell, outside linebacker Whoa. from Clemson. 
Wow. If you go back and look, they sent everybody to Clemson's Pro Day. Okay. It was it was Tomlin. It was Colbert. It was Butler. It was Lovsowski. There was who else did they have there? Some other defensive guys. But people think, oh, we're gonna go corner if we don't get one of the inside linebackers. I don't think so. I think you need someone who can get lots of playing time in year one. Doesn't have to start, but can get lots of playing time. I think outside linebacker is a bigger position for them to draft high than what people realize. Because even though he doesn't have to start week one, you're going to get a great rotation going on with Dupree and Watt. Dupree's going into the fifth-year option. If you go, if you get the next guy, then you know that you can just kind of cut ties with Dupree after the season, and then you're set. I think this is a great position for the Steelers to take high because that way they can – they can don't have to worry about someone being buried on the depth chart, but yet they don't have to have them necessarily start right away. And I think this guy's a great fit for them at 6'4", 264. Okay. Um, yeah. If, if they do take an edge, I mean, good, good Lord. How many are they at? How many first round picks are they going to spend on the position before they get someone that sticks? But anyways, let's go. Uh, what are we on four right now, Dave? Uh, yes, we would be going for our fourth guy on the board. So, Brian, you want to kick us off here again? Yeah, I'm going to get a little crazy here. I'm not too crazy, but it's uh, TJ Hawkinson. He already looks good in black and gold. Um, he's worn it. This guy, to me, this guy is so Gronk-like. His, uh, his stock is rising like crazy. I don't know if you necessarily trade up to get him, but if he's there at 20, and the other guys aren't. This this is the guy you want because they're talking about you're talking about getting a wide receiver, but you're gonna get a lot of production out of a guy like this. Um, you pair him with McDonald. Um, this this guy easily could get you six to eight touchdowns the first year. Uh, okay, I, I'm not gonna complain. I, he's not, well. We'll find out. Um, I have. I'm gonna go with what Brian said with, with Burns as my number four. Um, I think he is extremely talented, extremely versatile, extremely athletic. That kind of describes where the Steelers want to go on defense. So uh, that's who I have, the Florida State linebacker, Burns. Uh, Dave, what about your number four? I actually have Burns there as well um, because, once again, I know some people in the live chat are disagreeing, but I, I you never know. The Steelers have been very hush-hush about outside linebacker. That's why I think that's – that's where they could go if the other stuff doesn't fall into place for them. So this is the, this is the next one I have, even though most people have him higher on their board than Farrell. I just think that the Steelers like Farrell better, but they would also take Burns if he was there as well. Okay, last one, Brian. Let's get greedy. Greedy okay, Williams. Greedy Williams. I'm going to go with who Brian just talked about, <laughs> tight end, Iowa, TJ. I think he'd be a great addition to the team. Tight ends a position of need. What else is there to say? What about you, Dave? I have the same pick that I it's it's Hawkinson from Iowa. Um, yeah. I don't think he's gonna last that long. Um, I think he will go before the Steelers pick, but I don't I have him down from the other guys because I don't think you need to trade up to get him. I and then because notice I didn't have any corners on mine. I had all the other stuff. Um, I would go corner after that. But if you look at that with all the names that we've mentioned, 
there's one, at least one of them should be around there when the Steelers choose a 20, if they choose to take the pick there and not trade back. Call me crazy, but does anyone else feel that when the event actually happens, they're not going to draft anyone that we just said, you know, I saw a mock draft and I don't know this guy. I know he's a junior, but it was like a cornerback out of Kentucky. And I'm like, who is this? I've never heard of the guy. And this was a mock draft from a couple days ago, a corner from Kentucky that they had going number one. And I, I looked, the date was not April fools. It was an April 1st. So I, uh, I mean, we, we did the same thing last year with Terrell Edmonds. I mean, no one, I mean, he picked up some steam maybe about Wednesday of draft week last year, but no one, the only Edmonds that was on their mind was Tremaine. I right. mean, an inside linebacker and they knew they weren't going to get him, but I mean, that, that was just, uh, I hope not. I mean, this is, there are so many options for them at number 20. I think they are going to get a good player at number 20 and, and really, not be disappointed. Um, I will throw this out out here, though. I would not be surprised if the guys that they want aren't there. That if they don't trade down, I could see trading down as a possibility for this team. Well, let's talk actual scenarios. Let's talk about how, if you were to put the first round into your mind, you're thinking about how things go. Players that are going to be gone. Players that are available. Where do you see the Steelers going and who might be a prospect that you say, you know what, I can really see them taking this guy. Dave, let's start with you. You mean at 20 or just to move around? Let's assume that they're staying at 20 for this scenario. I I like that. I mean, think the Steelers haven't picked as high as 20. How many years has it been since they picked that high? I should have looked that up beforehand. But uh, but Dupree was, was, yeah. Yeah. And then Shazer so, was 15. Was it yeah. Dupree like 17? I, I think, think you're right. Yeah. He was but, before and, 20. And yeah. no one expected him to be there. He was not on the Steelers' radar of who they thought that he was going to be drafting that year. I thought they were going to have someone else. And I remember watching on TV and turning to my wife, who, of course, didn't know anything of what I was talking about, but you know was listening because that was the polite thing to do and saying, I think they got to take Dupree. But. I never expect him to be there. Things are going to happen that we just don't expect. You know, there's going to be a run on a position. I'm hoping that the run on the position is one that doesn't affect the Steelers. Wouldn't it be great if there was a run on quarterbacks like there often is or a run on offensive linemen? That would be great for the Steelers. So, you know, for I was going to mention that, Dave. For me, the key to this draft is I would say the Giants at number six. Um, Because if the Giants get things started with Haskins, you might start seeing at number 10, Denver getting involved. At number 11, Cincinnati getting involved um, with quarterbacks. And those, those two teams, Denver and Cincinnati, are teams that could go ahead and take White and Bush. Um, they could take an inside linebacker. I've, I've seen them in that mix. So the lower that the, the lower, the lower that Devin white goes is, uh, where what's going to push Bush down. So you could, you could conceivably see Bush go about, I'd say about eight picks after Devin white, but no more. That's a good question, Brian. Do you think the Steelers? 
have really put much consideration into white and are focused more on if they could get Bush. And do you think they're going to wait to see about making any move until white is gone? Because that's going to give them a better indication where Bush would go. Like there's no reason to try to try, you know, to sit back and say, let's not even worry about it. And we'll wait for, we'll wait for Devin white to come off the board. And then we know, because we know he's going to come off before Devin Bush. Wouldn't it shock everyone if Devin Bush goes off first? But uh, the, the fact that there's two linebackers, you could almost wait until saying, all right, as long as they're both there, there's no reason for us to start jumping up and making all these calls. But as soon as one's gone, we might want to think about moving up. Well, here's the thing. If you're if you're 10 and Devin White is there, you're picking up the phone. Um, think, think about it this way. And I was I, I've known this story. I actually stayed home for this draft. I had a migraine in high school and, and, uh, in 1987, and I didn't go to school, and I stayed home, and I watched the draft. Um, I'm like, oh, yeah, the draft's on, so I turned it on. And there was no way that they were going to get Rod Woodson. In fact, I think I mentioned this last week, Tony Dungy told Chuck Knoll, told the scouting department, don't even waste your time looking at Woodson. He's not going to be there. Then crazy things happened. The Cardinals at number seven went uh, – went Kelly Stoffer, then Mike Junkin went to the uh went to the Browns and then all of a sudden here's this the golden goose just like waiting there and they had him so if you get a guy like like white that starts tumbling towards about number 10 that's when you pick up the phone and say hey this is what we're offering we have a number th- we have an extra number 3 we could give you a 5 we could what do you want at that point, what do you want for us to get white? And I could see that happening. So that's when you start. To me, I guess the the one thing that scares me the most about potential scenarios in this draft is, let's say they don't trade up to get either Devin. And let's say that even some cornerbacks are gone. And that a tight end like uh, TJ Haskins from Iowa is gone. I just find myself asking, my thinking, who would they go to? It, I would trade. I would trade out of the first round, and that's exactly what I would do because yep. I, I don't want to see them. I would rather get if, if someone's able to give them a second, second round pick, and maybe another third to get back in at twenty. Um, that would be fun, or even a, another fourth. Like I'd say, we'll give you our second round pick, and we'll, and we'll give you a fourth because there's so much good talent in the second round this year. I feel. But I just don't want them to just reach, you know. I don't want them to reach on an Artie Burns or reach on a Terrell Edmonds. I want—I just don't see that back end talent there. Dave, you disagree? I actually do disagree with this one. I think there's no reason to trade down this year more than any because they already have a ton of picks. You're not going to draft ten guys that are all going to stick. Do you really need to pick up an extra pick or two? That's I mean, trade fodder, so Dave. That's trade I understand, fodder. but to then trade around with later. If you trade back, it's going to be to make other moves to 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 come back and get more. I don't, I don't need all the picks that we have at the end. We, if we use those picks to package together to get up and do other things, that would be great if you need to trade down. I, I'll be honest with you. Like I said, I have five guys here that I would really that, – that I like, um, and that's also taking about another – five to 10 that are people that are going to be gone that are off my board. Cause I don't, I think they're going to be gone before the Steelers pick and they're not even at a position that they would need like quarterback, like they don't need another first, 
first round offensive linemen. I just wrote those off and I didn't even list the corners. So I'm thinking that there's seven or eight good players that they could take at 20 that you've got to be thinking there's got to be one of them left, if not two or three. You know what? I'm with Jeff here and I'll tell you why. If you could say you could get a top five pick in the second round and a top five pick in the third round, you get somebody that up that high that wants to move into number 20. And so now you've got uh, an extra second round pick, which you're picking early. And then a uh, another pick where you're already picking at number four in the third round, but maybe you have another one right there in that mix. You get a two and a three for your number one at 20. Man, I'm jumping on that because you're getting talent. I completely understand what you guys are saying because you're right. I don't want to repeat specifically of the Artie Burns. You could, and I would even say Terrell Edmonds. I think that they took players that they could have traded down and still gotten where they traded down. First of all, you've got to have a team that wants to trade up. I think they'll be there. But the Steelers, I, honestly, I don't think they move. I think they make the pick at 20. Um, I would love to see them move up and, and take a Devin. I don't think they're going to move. I think they're. I think they're just going to make their moves at other places in the draft and they're just going to, and they're going to take the best player on their board at 20. I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but that's just, that's just what I think right now. All right. Prediction time, Dave, the Pittsburgh Steelers in the first round of the 2019 NFL draft will select. Clellan Farrell. All right, Brian, with the first overall pick, the Pittsburgh Steelers take. <laughs> I'm not on mute. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Oh my Byron, Mor Byron Murphy. That's who I was going to say. That's who I was going to say. Byron Murphy. Uh, it's a guy picked in the SB Nation editor's mock draft. I'll stick with my pick there. And uh, I'm sure I'll be wrong. Watch, uh, you know, you, you think back to last year, you had players like uh, some of the safeties. Reed was one of them. And everyone, he was there and. They didn't take him. So, all I right. Have to so, ask a quick so, question. Yeah. One sure, quick question. Ahead. With the picks that we just made, are there other people that you know of right now that would make you more happy if the Steelers got them instead? Say again. You don't even have to say who they would be. Would do like I made my pick, but I would. But if I'm like, oh, it's a, I don't. I don't care if I'm right. I'd much rather them see a Devin, and get one of the Devins. Then be yeah. right about my pick. Oh yeah. So no, I want Devin Bush. That's that's the guy that I'm dreaming about. I'm just don't know. think we're going to get him, right? I'm yes, Jeff. I saw the smirk. I'm dreaming about Bush. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so no, th this is this is the guy I want. I think he would be perfect. Um, I I think he could he could possibly slip, but I just don't envision it um i just don't want to go uh, just back to jeff's point i don't want noah fant at 20 i mean where you could get him you could trade down to 27 and get him you know you know what i mean i don't want deandre baker you know you could get him later in the first um i think those guys are reaches i don't want to reach at 20 i want someone that is a legitimate number 20 pick okay I agree. And I think out of all the guys that we listed in our top five, if any of them are available at 20, I think those are legitimate 20 picks. All right. 
And so next week, when the Steelers preview is on again, we will actually be talking about the Steelers' first-round pick or maybe the pick that never happened. Maybe they trade. It'll be exciting nonetheless. I love the first round of the NFL draft. I love the entire NFL draft, but especially day one and day two. Those are the players that you're expecting to have an immediate impact in some way, shape, or form. And so it's always fun to see how that unfolds. But for those that have been longtime listeners of the show, this is the point of the show where we go into our either-or segment uh, where we ask ourselves it can be football-related, it can be Steelers-related, it could be anything where we're just asking ourselves, you have to pick between one or the other. I'm going to go first because mine is actually football-related. I decided that let's keep it with the Steelers, let's keep it with football, and this is kind of a chicken-and-egg question. Um, And it's if you had to choose between one or the other, and that is a dominating pass rush or a blanketing secondary. Um, what would you, which would you pick? Because if you're giving, if you're picking one, you're not going to have the best of the other. Okay. So if you're taking, I'll take the secondary, but you don't have a good pass rush. So if you had to pick pass rush or secondary, what are you taking? Dave will go with you first. I say, give me the pass rush because. I this seems more like what the Steelers have been lately anyway. But the reason I say that is if the less time the corner or the quarterback has because someone's rushing them is what can help cover up for not as good of a, of a blanketing secondary. Um, one's going to build to the other. So it, you're right. It is called cause and effect, but I'll say if, if, if you've, if, if you can get to the quarterback faster than everybody else, then it, it's going to cover up for having a weaker secondary. What about you, Brian? You know what? I've, I'm going to echo Dave. Uh, I figure that uh, you can mask a secondary with a dominating pass rush. And I, I mean, I love the days of quiver and quake. I love the days of uh, Harrison on one side and uh, you know, guys like uh a guy like uh, Joey Porter on the other side. I mean, when I talk about Quiver and Quake, Green and Kirkland. I'm uh, not Kirkland, Green and uh, Lloyd. Just guys like that. Yeah, and, and the thing is, too, is in today's National Football League, you can't even touch a receiver as a defensive back. It's not like back when Mel Blunt was mauling people and was able to get away with it. And so, yeah, I think we all would probably say pass rushes where where you need to go. So that was my either war for this week went first because it was football related. What about you, Dave? What's your either or for this week? Okay. I'm going to take a little bit of Liberty. I tried to come up with, uh, with the good choices and I realized I'm going to leave this one open-ended. I'm going to let you choose for yourself. Um, didn't really want to go into this that much. Didn't even really want to mention it, but, uh, we started a little bit late tonight because today is my birthday and if we were not doing this podcast, if the three of us decided to go out and celebrate and we're going to head out to a karaoke establishment, <laughs> here's my question. What's your solo song and what's your group song? Oh, I'm go, go ahead, Brian. You, you're ready to go. So at uh, both my weddings, I had... Uh, I had karaoke at my wedding and nothing stretches out a wedding and makes it even more fun than karaoke. Um, That's a great idea, by the way. That's a great idea. I wish I would have thought of that. It was awesome. So I had my own suit jacket. I had my own tuxedo jacket for my, uh, the wedding that stuck the one, one here in Maryland. Um, So I also ended up in a, uh, in a cast 
because of my uh, karaoke <laughs> performance. Um, I, uh, I, I tore some, I tore some muscles in, in my foot because um, I was ironically the song I was doing and the song I always do first is from 1982. Hurts so good. John. Okay. All right. So, so what's, what's your group what's song? Your group? Three of us got to go up and do. I know mine. I know mine. I definitely know mine. You know what? Go go ahead, Jeff, with the group. Okay. Song. Give, give me well, a second. Well, let me go. I'll go with my solo song first. Now, a lot of people that know me now, I'm a huge parrot head. Like, I love Jimmy Buffett, but you want a song that's going to get the crowd engaged. And so, my solo song would actually be, and Brian, you would be able to tell me who the original artist is. I like Jack Johnson's version the better, and that is the Pina Colada song. If you like Pina Colada, because everyone loves that song. Everyone sings that song in their head when they hear it. And so you would sing that song. Who sang it? Rupert Holmes. There you go. Rupert Holmes. And <laughs> it was the very last number one song of the 1970s. There you go. And a... ironically, it also hit number one in 1980 for the first time because it got knocked out and it came back in the next week. So that song hit number one in both decades. It's between the Pina Colada song or, or, and then my group song, I'm torn between two uh, friends in low places. Oh, which classic. is a classic or journey. Don't stop believing. You know what? I mean, I would, I would agree with all of those. I've, I've got one that it, one that I've uh, figured out, but I love them. I love all your picks. I want to go to a karaoke bar and not just karaoke <laughs> bar. At uh, one of my many bachelor parties that I've had in my life, <laughs> I was in Vegas, and not just even better than karaoke is a piano bar. Oh, there where you, you go. can sing a lot. Oh, piano bars, oh, that's heaven. Um, I'm gonna go with centerfold. Mm. So I'm going okay. back to 1982 for both of these. Interesting uh, choice. Because you need help. You need to be able to breathe during the na 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 at the end. So you need help with that. But that's a really cool song to go ahead and get the whole gang in. But I'm I'm really loving your friends in low places here. There you go. What about you, Dave? All right. For the solo song, I'm gonna have you guys rolling. I'm gonna have you guys Rick rolling. We are never gonna give you up. We are never gonna let you down. <laughs> All right, that so, but that's, that's what the solo one. song would be. Not only that, um, when we've gone on vacation, I've almost had where my where my daughter, who's ten, wants to come and sing that with me, just to sing the chorus with me. I um, I gotta jump so, in so on you real that. quick. Okay. Um, two years ago, April of 2017, I was in England, and I went to the Royal Albert Hall, and I saw rick astley performed that song and it was yes. like he he was an english god over there and it was, oh, it yes. was just absolutely amazing to watch this but um it was the day and in, in the middle of the concert i got a text from this man in the middle of this concert telling me that dan rooney passed away yeah and oh, wow. uh, so i i will never forget the the uh the exhilaration of rick astley and then just the uh, the fears coming true with DMR. The bearer of bad news. Sorry yep. about that. Didn't mean to do that. <laughs> you ruined the concert for me, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right, well, what's about your group right. song? Um, okay, my group song. Okay, we got to be ready for that one because we're going to need hands and touching hands. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah. Don't touching me. Touching, <laughs> touching you. <laughs> Sweet Caroline. Uh, yeah. I, have you guys. I, have, I have to stop you all for a second. Oh, I like, just woke up the dogs. Now, one of my one of my daughters, we named her Caroline. And so when she was in utero, I mean, we everyone sang that song. She hates that song. <laughs> I mean, despises that song. And if I just want to get her going and like get her fired up, I'll just say, Sweet Caroline. And then one of my other kids will go, bum, bum, bum. And she says, Stop singing that song. I hate that song. So I'll sing it with you guys, but it, my daughter will hate it. <laughs> so, I right. actually, my daughter has a karaoke machine. It's actually sitting right over here next to me that we can, uh, that, and with, and with YouTube and everything they have on there now, we can get anything we want now. Well, so when we have the BTSC picnic this summer, we'll definitely be cracking open the uh, karaoke machine. There we go. All right, Brian, finish it out. Okay. Uh, not that this would ever happen, but uh, say one of you guys or anybody at BTSC wrote an article that really riled up the comment section <laughs> and, and pissed everybody off. And uh, what say, would ever happen? I mean, that's never going to happen. But say it does, and you got to choose somebody from the 2019 Steelers to walk you to the car from the game. Who would it be? Would it be Big Al, Alejandro Villanueva, or would you go with Stefan to it? Hmm. So they're 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 security. They're 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 your protection. Yeah, I mean, and to me, those guys. I mean, I might be missing somebody, but to me, those guys are like the the epitome of toughness. I'll go ahead and go first, and it's to me it's Villanueva because not only does he have the size advantage onto it, but he also has the Army Ranger background, and so I'm sure there are some superior fighting skills involved there. He could probably handle himself just fine, especially if it's just because some commenter is trying to kill me. So um, that's what I'd go with. What about you, Dave? I would also go with Big Al because I don't know that Tuit's bigger than me. So, um, <laughs> I know Al was definitely taller than me, so I don't think anyone would be messing with either one of us. You know, I met to it. I got my picture taken next to to it and, uh, he was sitting down and he still was huge to me. He still looked, um, I was leaning in and he was still taller than me sitting down and, uh, he's deceivingly very big, but his arms are like tree trunks and i was just looking at him going that's just incredible this man is just like a statue and i would uh i don't think anybody would mess with uh either one of them so you're safe with either pick but i'm gonna go with uh number 91 good questions tonight guys i gotta be honest that's one of our best either wars we've had in a while so uh, we had a little bit of everything a little bit of music a little bit of football couple football questions there. So there you go. Very good. So if you're listening to this live, or maybe you're just tuning into our YouTube show, and you missed the question for the giveaway. You got to go all the way back to the beginning. We did it right off the start. So it's not going to be tough to find. You have the email address. It'll be in the description. That email address will also be in the article on behind the curtain.com. Make sure you follow us on YouTube, BTSC Steelers radio, as well as all our audio platforms, wherever you find your 
your podcast. And lastly, make sure you're checking out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com as we get ready for the NFL draft. Things are really going to kick up, and there's going to be exciting, and that's the place to be. So, guys, two nights in a row, I appreciate your dedication. Happy birthday, Dave. Happy birthday, David. Uh, thanks, guys. He is uh, 21 years old today, so congratulations. You don't look a day <laughs> over 21. We weren't going to forget it, but he wouldn't let us. That's true. He kept on reminding <laughs> us and via text message. So, anyways, right. guys, thanks, thank you for your time. We'll see you next week when we unveil the Steelers' first round pick. That's exciting. We'll see you next week on Steelers Preview.